Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, everyone. You're now listening to Storytellers. Today's storyteller is Joe Sabalik. He's an award-winning songwriter, singer, husband, and pastor. And I think this message is perfectly fitting to close out the year. Let's take a listen. Thank you for being a storyteller on today's episode. I'm excited. So tell me about yourself. Okay. I'm Pastor Joe Sabalik, probably most known uh, for writing a song called Come Just As You Are. Mm-hmm. And it's sung all over the world. It's probably one of the most recorded songs in contemporary church history. Well, Krista Lewis yeah. kind of really nailed yeah. that song in. She sure did. She did the best job at it. Of course, Jackie Velasquez and um, yes. Billy Ray Cyrus. There's been quite a few people that have recorded it and sang it on shows and TVs and mm-hmm. Sister Sister. But before I came to Christ, I was about 16 years old and actually about 15, yeah, 16 years old. And I was at a party and I never drank or did drugs. I was just assessing people doing that. And I never wanted a life like that. So one night I drove around till about 530 in the morning and my mother always read the Bible to me when I was growing up. So that was pretty awesome. She was a believer. My father wasn't. He was a 100% non-believer, which I was able to lead to Christ later on in years, oh, that's nice. which was awesome. So, yeah. But my mother always read the Bible to me and told me about God's love for me and his mercy. And so one day I just pulled over on the road and realized, you know what? I don't want to live like everybody else is living. I knew nothing about what was going on in churches anywhere. I just knew that I wanted to give my life to Christ. And mm-hmm. I knew God had a call on my, on my life. My mother used to tell me all the time, God's called you to preach the gospel. And I never really knew what that meant until I had that experience of being born again and receiving Christ when I was 16 years old in my 66 Mustang in Colton, California. And Nice setup. Yes, it was a pretty good setup. <laughs> so I gave my life to Christ and then I was working at a bakery at that time and also was... I did so much work in different aspects of life and doing all types of things. You know, when you're in high school, you're just, you know, making money. And somebody told me about a church in Riverside. So I went down there and it was pretty cool. I loved it and attended that church for years and eventually started leading worship there because I was a guitar player. I've been playing guitar my whole life. Started when I was in fifth grade. Wow. So played in a lot of studios at a very young age, started in high school playing for people and then all through college, of course, and still doing that. But I was doing, started doing worship. I heard worship songs mm-hmm. for the first time and started writing some worship songs. And then I started worship, doing worship at this very large church in Riverside, Harvest Christian Fellowship. And I remained there and ministered. And then I finally was asked to be a youth pastor there and started a youth group with about 10, 15 young people. And it, that turned into a youth group of about, you know, 600, 700 people on Wednesday nights. And it, oh, wow. it just shot up and grew great. And I was doing a lot of ministry at Harvest and I'd preach for Greg on Sunday nights. And then the Lord put in my heart to go down to Laguna and do street evangelism. And that's where I started a, a church that grew into a huge mega church. And in the midst of all that, though, there was always, you know, there's always people in the mix of life. Mm-hmm. And I hit a, I got a pretty hard crash. It was very unexpected. I went in for a oh, voice wow. surgery. I had a note of my nod. I had a nodule and had to go in for a voice surgery and I flatlined on oh the table. Gosh. And at that time I stayed in the hospital for almost two weeks. Well, it was about a week and then for recovery after that. But at that time, 
some people who I put in position at our church did like a church overthrow. And so it just turned into a, it just, it oh, snowballed wow. into a hor- horrific thing and was accused of all kinds of horrible things that weren't true. And, you know, it just was interesting in life. And I found myself, Lord, what do I do now? And, mm-hmm. you know, through everything I've ever gone through in life, mm-hmm. God has always been with me. Mm. That's all I can say is that I never went without a meal. Mm-hmm. I never went with um, without anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my music was very good and prosperous, which was very a big blessing. Mm-hmm. And I never relied on church people to help me. It was always relying on the Lord. But mm-hmm. you know, people are people, and yeah. people get caught up in a in in stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you just realize it is what it is. Yeah. But. You know, the thing is when your greatest disaster is not bigger than your destiny Mm. and God has a destiny for all of us Mm -hmm. and people don't determine God's blessings on my life or your life. Mm -hmm. God determines those blessings and people might try to supersede them, try to interfere, try to bring hate, try to bring hurt, Mm -hmm. try to bring gossip, try to do these things against you. But you must realize that God loves you with an everlasting love. And one day I'm going to stand Mm -hmm. before God and all those people will not be there. Mm -hmm. And that's the amazing thing I've come to understand. (laughs) that I'm going to be there alone with him. You know, my wife won't be there. My kids won't be there. My friends won't be there. It's It's just going to be me. Right. Exactly. Uh And so, and that's a beautiful thing to understand that, you know, I always tell people, you know, you don't come from your parents. You come through your parents because Mm -hmm. God is a God of destiny and God gets his will done in your life because he's a loving God. And it's not based on us. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. Mm. And we must understand that God is a God of love. He's a God of mercy. And, you know, God so loved the world. That's why Jesus came. And maybe you're listening right now and you're not sure if God loves you. We're here to tell you that he does love you Mm -hmm. and has a plan. And he says, if you call upon me, I will answer. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Well, what did Jesus do? Jesus wasn't just a historical figure. Mm -hmm. He was God in the flesh. Jesus said, if you've Mm -hmm. seen me, you've seen the father. He said, I and the father are one. He came to do something that nobody else could do. Mm -hmm. He came to live a sinless life and God would make him to become sin for us. He knew no sin that we would become the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. And that's the message of the gospel. It's good news to every person, Mm -hmm. young, old, affluent, not affluent, rich or poor. Mm -hmm. God is an amazing God. He's a loving God. And he, guess what? He still loves the world. He's not mad at the world. He's not upset with people. He loves people Mm -hmm. with an everlasting love. And when you call upon him, he answers. And that's my message. It's a message that Paul, the apostle preached. It's the grace of God. Mm -hmm. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and maybe you're a really good person out there. Maybe you're a person that never does anything wrong, but it only takes one sin to alienate you from God. And the Bible says, if you sin in one point of the law, you're guilty of breaking it all. Mm -hmm. So Jesus constantly addressed the matters of the heart. You know, Jesus addressed the subject of adultery, but it all got down. If you lust after a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery already. Mm -hmm. If you hate somebody, you've murdered already Mm -hmm. in the eyes of God. If you are gossiping, that's an abomination unto God. So Mm -hmm. why? Because sin separates us from God and God is love. So we must recognize God loves us so much that he's willing to put all of our mistakes, all of our past, all of our future mistakes 
on Jesus Mm -hmm. so we could be his righteousness and and his love. And when I tell people, when you come to Christ, you know, you're, you're forgiven past, present, and future. And people Mm -hmm. say, well, how can God forgive the sins of my future? Well, you better hope he can because he died 2000 years ago. So (laughs) so he covers the future. And that's what Christ paid it all at the cross. Uh When he said it is finished, that means made an end of. And what was made an end of is us being separated from God Mm -hmm. based on our sin Mm -hmm. and guilt Mm -hmm. and really Mm self-righteousness. You know, the Bible tells us in the New Covenant, which is the New Testament, the Old Covenant... uh, is when God dealt with Israel, he gave them the law. By the way, he didn't give that to Gentiles. So if you're a Gentile trying to keep the law, it's not going to help you because it was never given to you. But God gave us a new covenant in Christ. And that covenant is a covenant of grace, mercy, Mm -hmm. love, goodness, kindness, long-suffering. Basically, when you receive Christ, the Bible says his spirit comes in you. Mm -hmm. So now you have love. So if somebody says they love God and they hate their brother, God says you're a liar and Mm -hmm. the truth is not in you. Mm -hmm. So God is love. So we are called by God. We're commissioned by God to love. Mm -hmm. And so we must realize that all of us are on the same ship. And we're either saved or we're not saved. And what saves you is not being a good person that goes to church because that won't save you. What saves you is believing in Christ. Jesus didn't say, obey me. He said, believe me. That's a huge difference because the old covenant was based on our obedience. But the new covenant is that Christ was obedient to the death of the cross. And then the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1 20, that all the promises of God that he gave to Israel are yes and amen to Mm -hmm. us now who believe. Mm -hmm. So all the promises that God has promised the world are all yes through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's the most powerful message in the world because you could be the most together pastor, the most together person. You can be the, the most righteous one that prays all the time and, and you're really in fellowship with God, but you're no different than anybody else that has called upon the name Mm -hmm. of the Lord. When you said yes to Jesus, you're as saved as you're ever going to be. You're as righteous as you're ever going to be. And people will say, well, you know, God wants to sanctify us. And so you go through this process in life of sanctification. No, the Bible says who the Lord justified, he sanctified. Mm -hmm. So God sets us apart. And that's what makes this really good news today. Because if I was to offer you Joe Sabolic, you would get absolutely nothing. If I was to offer you Billy Graham, you'd get absolutely nothing. If I was to offer you anything out there, there's nothing in those names. There's only one name we can be saved in, and that's Jesus Christ. And so that's what I preach. I preach Christ and him crucified, buried and rose from the dead because his name is what matters Mm -hmm. because the Bible says, if I deny him, he can't deny us. It's for his sake. And, And we must understand something about God's love for the world. The Bible says that Jesus is the surety of the new covenant. In other words, he's the guarantor. He's the grantor. He gave us a new covenant and he guarantees it based on his blood, his death and his resurrection. Mm -hmm. So I can come up with all kinds of ideas on how to live life, Mm -hmm. but outside of a bloodstained cross, they're just philosophical ideas Mm -hmm. because Jesus wasn't a philosopher. He, he didn't preach philosophy. He didn't preach sociology. He definitely didn't preach politics. 
And, you know, if you're looking for salvation, it's not in a Shindu shrine or a Hindu mosque, and it's not in the great philosophers of the world. It's, you know, Buddha had a lot of great things to say, but only Jesus Christ of Nazareth said, I'm the way, the truth, and the mm-hmm. life, and nobody can get to the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. So you might have some great positive things that you live by, little philosophical ideas that help you in your life, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. But if they're not from Jesus, the one who came to give us life, Almighty God in human flesh Mm -hmm. to let us know that God loves us, it's really emptiness. Definitely. Yes. And so, you know, I've gone through some horrific things in my life, but it's not to be compared to the glory that's that, that we're going to receive in heaven, nor have we had bloodshed, you know, mm-hmm. thank God. <laughs> you yeah. know? So we all yeah. go through things and you might be listening right now and you've gone through some horrific situations. Maybe people have turned on you. Maybe people have said things about you. Maybe people have judged you. God doesn't judge you. And you say, well, you don't know what I've done. Well, I know what Jesus did. Mm. And you can say, well, I don't, you don't know where I've been. Well, I know where he went. Mm -hmm. He went to the cross for you because he loves you. So you can be the most messed up person on the planet Mm -hmm. and say, Lord, I receive your love and your mercy based on what you did on the cross for me. You're saved. Mm -hmm. It's just like that. And you think, well, that's too simple. Well, let me tell you, it is simple. (laughs) That's why Paul called it the simplicity of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's good news for all who call upon him. And what thing what what happens when you become a new creation in Christ because the Bible tells us if any person is in Christ they're a new person mm-hmm. old things are passed away all things become new now you can choose to live in your old state in your old ways in your old things or you can take on the thinking that God wants you to think mm-hmm. and that's to agree with his word and you begin to realize you're a new creation in Christ and so I'm going to be at a position now to walk in my new state and my new state is to choose love over hate mm-hmm. to choose mercy over judgment mm-hmm. because God delights more in mercy than he does judgment. Mm-hmm. He's not willing that any should perish. I mean, he took the judgment at the cross and that's a, yeah. that's the whole thing. So if you're thinking, well, man, you know, I, I have this in my life or I have that in my life. God says, listen, I've, I've forgiven you. Mm-hmm. I've pardoned you. I've washed you clean. And that's another thing that brings us into the subject of being a new creation. You, God did not cover your sin. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get kind of, what do you mean he didn't cover my sin? He didn't cover it. He washed it. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. If I put a blanket over something, that thing is still there that I'm yeah. covering with a blanket. But if I wash it clean, it's no longer there. So that's how God sees you. Which so I would rather have. <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah. Clean is better than covering. Yeah. And I know some of you might be listening. You got a lot of junk in your trunk of your cars. <laughs> you have things in your closet. You have things when people come over, you do a quick cleanup and you throw a blanket it over everything. God doesn't do that with you. No, because that's still there. (laughs) Because it's still there. So the good news is, the most incredible incredible news, and getting back to this simple message, Paul called it the simplicity of the gospel. It is simple. Mm -hmm. A two-year-old can comprehend it. Mm -hmm. Believe in Jesus and be saved. A 90-year-old can, Mm -hmm. which brought me to a place when I received Christ. After several years, my mother had shared Christ with my father for years, and he didn't respond to that message. And finally, I came home one day at two o'clock in the morning and my dad was sitting there and he said, what do I need to do? I said, about what? Go to bed, you know, stop <laughs> drinking. That would help, you know, thinking all these things. He goes, no, to, to, to know God. And I said, um, well, let me pray with you. And he's just a simple prayer of receiving Christ. He received Christ that day. And um, there was such a 
transformation in his life. He went from cursing and cussing and drinking. To, he just stopped it immediately. And I would see him with his Bible open, with his uh, with his hands raised and worshiping yeah. God. And he would watch different television preachers. Um, Joel Osteen's father, I can't remember, uh, John Olstein, and he would watch Jimmy Swaggart and Chuck Smith and different people on TV and just loved watching people preach the gospel. And it was amazing How to see beautiful. that. Yeah, it was amazing. So so God's not beyond reaching any of us. Mm-hmm. If he reached my father, he can reach anybody. You know, I, I considered myself as a pretty self-righteous kid. I was a goody two-shoes, never did drugs, never did alcohol. But guess what? I'm still a sinner outside mm-hmm. of God's love. But now in Christ, I'm a saint. Mm-hmm. And you're a saint. Priscilla, mm-hmm. because God addressed the churches. Paul the Apostle addressed them to the saints of Corinth. Mm-hmm. Now, Corinth was a church that definitely had some issues, <laughs> but Paul the Apostle called them saints, mm-hmm. to the saints of Ephesus, to the saints of the Thessalonian church. Mm-hmm. And because God calls us saints now, because we're in a new creation state, mm-hmm. God doesn't call you sinner anymore. A lot of people say, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. That's your old position, mm-hmm. sinner. Your new position is saint of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. So I'm Saint Joseph, Saint per- um, Priscilla. Mm -hmm. So we understand God's love. Now, everything I'm saying right now, I can back up with thousands of scriptures or at least several, Mm -hmm. maybe in the hundreds, but (laughs) it's all about what God's word says. And God loves you today, wherever you are, whoever you are, you're listening. You think, well, no, I've heard people, I've heard people say that God won't forgive me of this sin. I'm going to tell you, there's not a sin that God won't forgive. Mm -hmm. There's not a sin too great that the blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. cannot wash clean. Mm -hmm. And so all of us, if you haven't done it, you thought it. If you've thought it, Jesus said, outside of his blood, you're guilty of it. Mm-hmm. So, And even in our new creation state, we must not fall back into our old stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. We must stay in our new creation thought. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. So we must have the mind of Christ mm-hmm. now and understand that God loves us so much and desires to know us in a personal way. And that's really why I wrote Come Just As You Are. I was raised hearing Just As I Am. Mm. And so I wanted to write a song that was contemporary of God's love to the world, Come Just As You Are. Mm. And so in that song, it's an invitation to come to Christ just as you are. Mm -hmm. You come to him. Several years later, after I wrote that song, I found out the song Just As I Am was written off the statement, Come Just As You Are. Oh, wow. An evangelist was traveling through town, and a lady was asking him how to come to Christ, and he said, Come Just As You Are. And she wrote, Just As I Am. From oh, that wow. song, from that statement. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. And you know, I'm here to tell you today that God can change in a day what you can't change in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And his destiny in your life is greater than any disaster mm-hmm. you'll ever face, anything you'll go through. Mm-hmm. He loves you mm-hmm. because it's all about eternity. It's, you can say, well, there's things I just don't understand. I don't understand the chemical makeup of a McDonald's pickle, <laughs> but I eat them. <laughs> right? There's things you don't understand in life, but God has it in his hands, in his arms. And we must understand that God is concerned about eternity. If you took your last breath on this planet today, the Bible says you would stand before God. Mm -hmm. And if you're a person that has heard the gospel and responded, you will enter into heaven. If you haven't responded to God's love, you won't end up in a very good Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. It's called hell. (laughs) And God doesn't want you to go there. He was dead serious about you not going there. Uh And so we must understand God's not willing that any should perish. And God's a lot more forgiving than we 
give him credit for. He's a lot more merciful than we give him credit Uh for. And that's why Jesus said, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Mm -hmm. The Bible says if we condemn others, we ourselves are condemned. Mm And God doesn't want us to be walking under condemnation. And that's why Paul said there's no, therefore, no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And some people will try to refute that and say, well, that's, if you walk in the spirit, then you won't be. But if you walk in the flesh, you will be. Mm -hmm. But Paul says later in verse nine of that same chapter, in chapter 12 of Romans or eight of Romans, he says, you're no longer in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. Mm. So you're a new creation. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a new creation in Christ and old things have passed away. All things have become mm-hmm. new. And that's my message. And I'm sticking to it because that's what God's word says. So yeah, it, it's, it's a beautiful message. It's irrefutable because God's love overrides any one who would want to argue the fact of his love mm-hmm. because God demonstrated his love to us mm-hmm. that while we were yet sinners, Christ died Amen. for us. And I've written a lot of songs since then and a lot of music's out there. But the main thing that I want to get across today is not the name of Joe Sabolic because mm-hmm. that's just a name. That's just a person, another human on the planet mm-hmm. out of 7 billion. Okay. <laughs> I want to get the name out there, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And he loves you. His death, Christ and him crucified for you. And that mm-hmm. gospel message is as relevant as the first day that Christ rose from the dead. Amen. So that's my story. And I thank God for his love and his mercy. I'm 61 years old and I gave my life to Christ when I was 16 and he's never let me down. He's a good God and he's a faithful God and he always comes through in the most craziest ways. (laughs) So if you're listening, I want you to trust God today with your life. In fact, if you want to receive Christ right now, you're listening. I want to lead you in a word of prayer. Prayer is just talking to God, just like we talk to each other. You don't have to use big fancy words. Mm-hmm. You're going before God. He created you. He knows all about you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pray this prayer to receive his love, his mercy, and his grace, I promise you, according to the word of God, if the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. you will be saved. You will be healed. You'll be strengthened mm-hmm. and you will be born again. Mm-hmm. So pray this prayer with me. It's simple. Lord Jesus, Thank you for your love. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising again from the dead. I put my trust in you. I believe you today. Make me a new creation in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you believe that prayer, Mm -hmm. you're saved. You're going to heaven. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Mm -hmm. And nothing can change that. Mm -hmm. No person can. Mm -hmm. No people can. No court can. Nothing can Mm -hmm. change that. God says your name's registered in heaven. I'll end with this. If you ever go to an airport, people that have their tickets secured will be sitting around, Mm -hmm. thumbing through their phone, you know, reading texts and things. But those on standby will be pacing back and forth Mm because they're not sure they have a ticket. Mm -hmm. You can rest now that your ticket's been paid, your destiny is sealed, and you have your name written in heaven. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, that's what we rejoice in. Yes. And now you have authority as a child of God. You have authority to receive God's healing when Christ Christ died on the cross by his stripes. You are healed. Say, Lord, I receive your healing today by your stripes. I am healed. He sanctified you. He set you apart. He's cleansed you. You're a new creation in Christ. Now start reading God's love message mm-hmm. to you. Start in the gospel of Mark and read about how wonderful Jesus is. And then go to the mm-hmm. book of Ephesians and, and, and read the Bible and let God's word minister to you. Amen. God bless you, Priscilla. Thank you God so much. That was Joseph Bollock, today's storyteller. I'm Priscilla, host and creator of Storytellers. Until the next episode, 
God bless, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year's. Hi, this is Pastor Joe Sabalik. I'm the pastor of New Creation Church in Paris, California. Our website is www.newcreation.tv. Our phone number is 951-310-2422. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you.